You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. episode number 225. He mentioned some wholesaling to me. I know I didn't know what it was. And he was like, research that. So I guess he was just seeing if I really was going to do it or not. He sure, said, research sure. something called wholesaling. So that's when, you know, I'm just typing it in, wholesaling, start finding out what it is. And then I basically just fell in love with it. Like, it was like some hidden passion I had for real estate. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. Investor Grit presents Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. Welcome back, everybody, to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. It is your host, Brent Daniels, and I've got an exciting interview today on this podcast. So stick around. I've got a 20-year-old who is doing fantastic things out in Nashville, Tennessee that I'm excited to introduce you to. But first, the thought of this podcast, it comes down to one single word. That word is focus. Okay, focus. I see the biggest, the number one issue I see with absolutely every single one of my students or people that DM me or hit me up on Facebook is I just can't get my schedule under control. I can't seem to stay consistent in my business. I start having great months and then it goes down because I get unfocused and I let all these things come into my life. All these distractions come into me. I feel like I'm undisciplined because I can't time block and keep like the momentum going in my business. I keep starting and stopping, starting and stopping. And it's because of one word and that is focus. I don't care if you've got a full-time job. I don't care if you're a full-time student. I don't care if this is you what you do 100% of the day. Like this is your full-time gig is wholesaling. Number one thing you have to remember, something you have to write down and keep in front of you is the word focus because there is a million different things that are going to distract you. Success distracts. It absolutely distracts. It makes you start thinking of all the other things that you want to do besides taking action and talking to distressed homeowners on a daily basis. So focus, focus, focus. Make sure you time block certain times throughout the days that you are going to speak to a homeowner and wake up every morning with this question. Who am I going to talk to today that's going to sign a contract? You do that and you are going to be an absolute superstar. So with that, I want to introduce you guys to a phenomenal young man. He is just, he has taken this business by storm. He is he is really, really dedicated. He's a full-time student in Louisiana, but he is he is um, he is selling properties. He's wholesaling in Nashville, Tennessee, with his uncle as a business partner. Abram Mitchell, say hello to everybody. What's up, man? What's up, everybody? What's <laughs> so, up to the tribe, TTPers, everyone out there? That's it. I um, love it. So, everything on from Louisiana. So, where are you living? Um, Lafayette, to be exact. Okay. And how did you? How did you, as a twenty-year-old, stumble into wholesale real wholesaling real estate? All right, um, it's not too long of a story. Basically, like you mentioned earlier, um, my uncle is my partner. So, like I told you, that he's a real estate investor. So um, he has his job, and he invests in real estate from new construction to acquiring rentals. You know, 
all sorts of things. And um, that's just something that he's been in my ear about because I'm very close with him. And um, he'll try to just explain projects to him and be like, yeah, you got to get your credit score up and things like that so you can get loans and get in on these new construction projects and whatnot, things like that. So um, long story short, one day we're on the phone about five months back in May or something like that. He mentioned some wholesaling to me. I never, I didn't know what it was. And he was like, research that. So I guess he was just seeing if I really was going to do it or not. He sure, said, research sure. something called wholesaling. So that's when, you know, I'm just typing it in, wholesaling, start finding out what it is. And then I basically just fell in love with it. Like, it was like some hidden passion I had for real estate that I didn't know I had because on um, the first podcast I started looking at was Max Maxwell's. Sure. And sure. then I looked at yours. Mm-hmm. Well, you all, the wholesaler ain't. And I'm like, man. And I'm calling him. I'm like, man, I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to do this. I need I need uh, 20 deals before the summer's over. I'm, I'm thinking it's the easiest thing and all that. So then um, I actually had a trip to Atlanta, something with my fraternity. Awesome. I went up there and I arranged it to where I flew straight from Atlanta to Nashville. So this was probably all in a week span for me finding out what wholesaling is and flying to Nashville because I'm like, I got to sit down with you and talk about this. So um, I went up there and then I had a um, lunch with him and one of his friends who is a wholesaler in Nashville. And he was actually just coming back from um, the All In REI event. Yeah, with Carlos Reyes and um, he, he was coming back from that. So I had a lunch with him and he was just, you know, just telling me things, small little gems that he could give me. I didn't really understand all of it at that point. But now I understand a lot of things that he was telling me at the same time. Gosh, he he told me a lot of stuff that he probably paid for to learn that knowledge. So I'm for that. And um, one thing he, the the number one thing he told me was to stay consistent. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was the number one thing he told me. And that's probably the best thing he told me because he was just like, look, you go go out there. You might get a deal tomorrow. You might get a deal next week. You might not get a deal till six months from now. But if you stay consistent, I guarantee that you will get that deal. So that's something that stuck with me. And um, basically, I flew home to Lafayette, and basically, we were just dabbling in both markets. So Lafayette, Nashville, until one just stuck. Yep. Nashville stuck. I mean, at first, I was just driving for dollars around Lafayette, Baton Rouge, which is about 45 minutes out, surrounding cities. I got in some thing by this guy named Cameron Dunlap, and he, you could get, like, all this stuff. I signed up for a trial or whatever, and it has the numbers. I was, I was calling him, look, I got my notebook right here. I was just, <laughs> I mean, look, I'm writing all that down, right? I don't know if you can see, but I had the numbers written all on here <laughs> just calling and that, that's basically all people that I'm just writing down the numbers because at first I was just looking at it on my phone and switching over typing the number in yep. and I was like okay I'm gonna just write down a number and start calling them the numbers weren't really accurate that was a mess but um I was just taking action yeah basically what you all say to do yeah then so I find when you t- when you talk about consistency what do you mean by that so if if somebody because consistency is is could be mean a million different things to a yeah. million different people. So what does it mean to you? Consistency. So basically, to me, what it means is doing something that's moving forward and keep going, even if it doesn't work on the initial try. Okay. And 
the thing to me was when I first started learning about wholesaling, I was just I just broke it down into okay, you have to market to people, you have to talk to sellers, whether you're sitting out direct mail, whether you're door knocking, driving for dollars, doing bandit signs or cold calling. So my thing was I need to talk to someone every day. Yep. So yep. I, whether it was driving for dollars or calling, that's the two things that stuck with me the most. I never was really interested in direct mail. I know it's something, but people told me it's very expensive. So I knew I didn't have too much money to work with. Sure. So cold calling and driving for dollars was just my thing. And I was on the phone every day talking to people. I mean, I didn't really know what I was talking about, but I learned something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about, but I was just calling people. But because I'm not really. I'm not really one of those, I don't want to sound cocky, but I really wasn't one of those people that scared to talk to people because just a little background information about me, um, my parents, they um, own a glass business, so they're self-employed, so I've kind of been in that frame my whole life, and I have a glass business out here in Lafayette, so um, whether it's that and running my dad's fireworks stands, he has, though, he does that every season, I'm really, like, accustomed to working with people, yeah. doing customer service, explaining people what certain fireworks do, or explaining people the glass business, things like that. So I talked to a lot of people. Yeah. But I'm, I wouldn't say it wasn't any nerves because talking to them about real estate is different because I don't know about real estate. So, you know, I'm just, I'm learning too on the phone with them, but I'm acting like, oh, I've been doing this. Um, my uncle had had an LLC, so I just used his business. Uh, hi, I'm Aiden with JC Invest. You know, just talking to people and um, yeah, TTP Lafayette in Nashville, and um, like you said, focus. Yeah. So that's when we just started focusing on on Nashville because it was just too much trying to scramble in each market. So then I was like, okay, we're just gonna focus on Nashville, and we like the way that the Nashville market is right now. It's it's doing really good with real estate. The spreads are larger. And um, yeah, so we, you want me to talk about the deal, the actual yeah, deal? Just, I, I want to make one point that you hit on there that I thought was beautiful. One, you're coming from a family of entrepreneurs, right? And that is fantastic. It's such an advantage for you because early on, you had to learn how to communicate effectively with people, whether they threw you into a sales position at a stand selling fireworks or whether it was explaining what, what glass, I don't even know what kind of glass you were selling, but you know, just replacing wishes on you. Got it. Yeah. That, you know, just being able to communicate effectively with strangers is such a gift. It's such a, a power. It's such a talent. It's such a skill. And it absolutely, if you guys listen, anybody listening and you would, you do not have that background that Abram has growing up, that is fine. You can still get on the phone every single day and build those skills build those skills by talking to people, new people every single day, which he just translated his experience from talking to people in, in other entrepreneurial activities to the real estate world, which by the way, the real estate, I mean, what else are you going to sell? That's that, that yeah, much, you know what I mean? I mean, it's the biggest, it's the biggest price tag out there. It's the best thing. It's a, it's a cash machine. This is a money machine and it's hitting the lottery. So I just think that's huge. So yes, I absolutely, let's get into, let's, let's get into specifics. I want to talk about from start to finish a deal that you think will really just kind of let everybody know what your experience is all about. So I'm going to talk about my first deal because this deal here is just, it's a monster. It's crazy. It's stressful. 
was a lot, but um, it was worth it in the end. And um, I'll start by saying it was a cold call lead from um, Equity List. Awesome. Owner so equity or it. absentee owner? Absentee owner. Yeah. Yeah, it's absentee on their own. I mean, it was rented, but, you yeah. know, they classified as absentee. But uh, yeah. so um, I was cold calling and um, I called someone and I talked to this guy and um, talked to him about one of his properties. So this is one property, and actually, I um, asked him if he has any other properties. So we couldn't agree on the price with his with his one property, but then he said he has another property, and what he told us told me was he'll give us both of them for a price. Mm-hmm. So the price was two forty three or something like that. It was high. It was two forty three for both of them. Yeah, but it was basically um, we got that we put them under contract. But we were really focusing on the one house, the other house that he told us about, not the initial one that I called about the other house that he brought up. So um, we had got them under contract. Um, we marketed them out, put them on Craigslist, and um, we got someone that was going to buy it. And um, I would kind of classify this guy as um, one, like a first-time investor. So um, he was using a loan. And um, I don't know if you remember when I texted you and you was like, don't really deal with people that's using loans. Yeah. I mean, I'll just skip a bunch of stuff, but like it was really difficult in getting that to close because he was using a typical loan called the FHA loan and yeah. just something with a first time buyer. Yeah. And then we kind of figured out that you can't even use that. We can't even assign no. with that loan because no. we would have to be the homeowner for like 30 to six, for like 60 90 to 90 days. days. 90 days. Yeah. Yep. For that to even work. Yep. So we had everything set up and waiting for a close for about a month. And then the lender comes with some other thing that we have to get signed and the owner has to sign it. Yeah. We're like, if we let him sign this, he's going to get the whole deal. Yeah. It wasn't going to work. Yeah. So what, had, what really happened was, I mean, we wind up to where we didn't have the other house and we just asked the owner, was like, can we get the um, house that we really wanted. He's like, can we get it for a hundred thousand? He gave it to, he said, yeah, you get it for a hundred thousand. Nice. Now mine, this home doesn't even. So need- the first house did, you, did you have to cancel that one? Yeah, we, was, we, we couldn't assign it because yeah. it was the way we okay. settled the contract. We was going to do this one house was going to have it for a hundred thousand. The other one for one forty three. Yeah. And one forty three was way too high to yeah. assign this house to someone that might want to rehab it in yeah, yeah, yeah. On the market. So, so you got like an end buyer that wanted to live in there yeah, at 142, yeah. but they had an FHA loan, which is okay. not going to fly. Yeah, so okay. but we'll come back to that because it worked out with that house too. So we wind up getting the house for 100000 So mine, I'm going to tell you, this guy's probably just one of the most tired landlords. He probably just didn't want the house because the house is in good condition, mm-hmm. doesn't really need work, and it's a lot of value in it because it has a un- full unfinished basement. So we got it for a hundred thousand. The ARV is probably about one hundred eighty-five, somewhere around there. And the only work that someone needs to do is probably just finish the basement. So we found a buyer for that, and it was someone that's going to hold it. Mm-hmm. Told them, look, you can um, finish the basement, you can Airbnb this thing, and get a lot of cash flow out of it. That's probably what they're going to end up doing. We assigned it for one thirty-five. 135, so it was a 35,000. <laughs> but we didn't actually assign we didn't actually assign it. I skipped some steps. 
something went down where we where my uncle, my partner, he had to actually buy the house. Got it. Like he had to buy it, get the money from a hard money lender. Yeah. And, and that was very high interest and things. So that's why it ended up being the check was for thirty two thousand. Got so you had to pay some closing costs and whatnot. Yeah. So your your first deal, you made thirty two thousand. Yes. Hold on yeah. a second. I got to get away from the microphone with this. You see this? Yeah. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> man, that's a, I've been waiting on that for forever. That's for awesome, that man. Well deserved, man. That's really yeah. I know. Awesome. I know. It's it's probably cloudy for a lot of people. Because there's a lot to explain that happened with this deal. Sure. But uh, process probably was about two, three months. Mm-hmm. Probably about eight to ten hours of work. But, man, it was worth it. Hell it was yeah, absolutely. I'll do it, I'll do it a million more times. Yep. Absolutely. So, well, and there's an important point that you talked about there that, you know, when we're taught in the TTP script that if they say no, they don't want to sell the house that you're calling about, the next question is... Well, do you have any other properties you would consider an offer on, right? And that's exactly what you did. And you were able to pull out from that seller that extra deal that maybe wasn't there before. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's um, that's definitely a key factor. Definitely, um, if you're on the phone talking to people, make sure, I mean, right, it's you or your cold callers, make sure they're asking everyone about that other property because yeah. some people assume that they're just going to bring it up, but... If you call them and ask them about one property, their focus is on that one. Yep. You'll be surprised how many people forget properties that they own. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> and because you're calling them out of the blue, right? And you're totally like taking them off guard. They don't know what's going on. You, they hear the words coming out of your mouth. They instantly give a knee-jerk no, and you just say, hey, I completely understand. You know, I totally get it. Do you have any other properties that you would consider selling? Maybe something that needs a little bit of work? Boom! All of a sudden, they're back on the you're, you're yeah. Back the, on the conversation. Oh, I do have that property of right over there. Yep, beautiful, beautiful man. So, how does it work? So, how does it work between you and your uncle? Who does what? So, basically, what I do is I'm the person that does basically the marketing. So, I'm calling, talking to sellers, doing the negotiating over the phone, things like that. He's doing the technical things and the groundwork, which is a lot for him. I give him a lot of credit because he has a full-time job and kids and a wife. You know, that's a lot of things. And his own real estate, though. I don't know if I mentioned he has new construction projects that's going on and things like that. So um, he handles contracts, going to the house, getting them signed, further negotiating with the sellers. He handled the closing at the title company. He bought the house mm-hmm. that got the deal because I, I can't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's basically what he handles on the technical work. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And you guys just split things 50-50? Yeah, we split it up. Awesome. Split, split the expenses, all that, pulling the list. Yeah. Thing, and we split all that, the mojo, car, all that. How many credit hours are you taking right now? Uh, 15. Woo, full load. I'm taking 15. But so how, uh, is it, how is it taking 15 hours of college credits and running this business and having a glass business? Glass business. So that that's just a different beast in its own because I've literally had to take a step away from my glass business. Yeah. The only reason for the last five months or whatever, the only reason I was using my glass business was for this business. Yeah. So 
I was making money with my, I made very good money with my glass business, but I was just using that money to fund this business because I knew the end game in this one. Yeah. Um, there were days that I just miss work with the glass business. Sure. I mean, just don't go. Um, how that works is I have, um, I work on a car wash lot. I don't work for the car wash or anything like that. It's just independent self-contracting. So when I'm not there coming, he'll call me like, hey, you still, um, you know, doing it here and things like that. But I'm just looking into um, maybe getting someone hired to handle that for Got me. It. When do you make your calls? I like to make mine in the evening. Okay. Because really, you get a lot of, a lot of people answer, I sure. feel, around that time. I'll make them in the morning before class around 10 sometimes. And um, in the evening from six to eight around that time, you get a lot. Of, sometimes I get 30 contacts in an hour. Awesome. Do you have roommates or other people that go to school with you that hear you talking on the phone? And they're like, roommates, they're right next to you. Sometimes they ask me, Hey, what, what are you on the phone about all day? <laughs> I'm just in my room on the phone. Like, man, turn the music down I'm on the phone, things like that. That's yeah. awesome. I love it, dude. You're you're 20 years old doing all this. It's incredible, man. Yeah, anybody can do it. Anybody I'm can do it. I'm just so excited for you. I'm so, I'm excited for you to be getting in and learning how to find and source deals so young and be able to use your skills and your entrepreneurial spirit and background to be able to put together this amazing business in wholesaling, which will only steamroll into other things, buying properties or apartments or land or development or whatever. I mean, the sky's the limit for you, but you found out early that learning how to source the deal is where it all, that's the seed that grows all of this. Because I'm telling you, once you can do that, you get the biggest, best, juiciest deals. I don't care if you sell them instantly in wholesale or you flip them and make big profits or if you keep them and just let it be long-term wealth. You've got it figured out, man. I love it. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I, I heard you mention land. We actually tried to wholesale some land. Sure. Couldn't negotiate it right, but we're trying to wholesale land. We're trying everything. Yeah. So you uh, do you have anything pending right now? Or is this is this uh, rolling? What are we doing? Yeah. So the other house that we had with that guy, the two houses, we actually wind up putting it back under and finding a residential someone that's just buying it to live there, and that's twenty two k pending on that Beautiful. one. Yeah, that one's in, in all the contract signed is in escrow. Yeah. Another. We have another one. That's we're, we're assigning. Awesome. So we're trying to assign that one for all. And, and this is all from TTP? All from TTP. Woo! All of them are from the same list. Yeah. They're all from the same list. I love it. So we'll be pulling that one again. So speak, speak to everybody right now that's just starting out. Or maybe they're struggling with a little bit of consistency. Maybe their focus is off. Like, what advice would you give right now? Somebody who's sitting there with you that they're like, hey, I just need some help, like, figuring this thing out. What would you tell them? Well, I'll tell them what, uh, what people told me from the beginning. Don't get paralysis by analysis. Mm -hmm. So what I noticed from a lot of people is that they know what it is. And they just want to know everything, but you can't know everything because this business changes drastically. I mean, five years ago, wholesaling was basically off direct mail and yep. things like that. But I mean, now there's social media outlets, things like just all sorts of things. So how can you know everything in a constantly changing business? Yep. My point to get to people is don't be afraid to mess up. Yep. Don't be afraid to fail because you learn the most from failure. I always say, I mean... When you succeed, you succeed. You're not learning from succeeding. Yeah. You 
you succeed because it's a bunch of failures and you learn from those failures. So, I mean, the best part I did was fail numerous times and just stay consistent. Keep going. Don't compare yourself to someone else that may have started wholesaling and got a deal in the week. Because, I mean, I know people that got a deal in the week and you might not get another one for six months. Yep. People that didn't get a deal for six months, but once they got that deal, they got five more in the next month. Yep. So I'm mean, just stay consistent and worry about yourself and the goals that you have set for yourself and reaching them. I love it. I love it. And that goes back to the beginning of this podcast, guys. It is all about focus. Do you want to know the best way to keep focused is have goals big enough and may, and have so much emotion behind them. Have those exciting goals that are in front of you all the time and just focus on those so you, you're not spinning plates, of spinning a million plates and having a million ideas and not taking action every single day because, guys, it literally comes down to just talking to people. Get in front of as many distressed homeowners or property owners as you can, and you will win this business. You will win big time, and you will have so much fun doing it. So, Abram, thank you so much. I'm excited. Abram's coming to my office in the next couple of weeks, so it's going to be awesome spending some time with him. And anybody out there that is interested in learning the number one cold calling program in the country, go to www.wholesaling.com. Inc.com forward slash TTP. Set up a call. That's wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP, and you will get your PhD in talking to people. So, absolutely check me out on and check out this interview on video on my YouTube page at Brent Daniels Real Estate uh, Coach, and you can see it then. Again, thank you so much, Abram. Well, tell everybody goodbye, and we'll see them next time. All right, man. See you guys. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at InvestorGrit.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.